It's the Melrose Place Podcast. We rewatch, we recap, we analyze every single episode of the hit 90s TV series, Melrose Place. I'm Jenny Hill. And I am Dan. Let's get cracking. Episode 18, air date December 16th, 1992, a Melrose Place Christmas, and thank God this could not have come at a better time, coming off the heels of that piece of garbage episode, (laughs) Jake vs. Jake. I've been rejuvenated. Me too. I loved this episode. It was great. It was a fantastic I episode. I am in the holiday spirit, and it's May. This is a fantastic episode. I am ready to go tinsel a tree and sing a carol. <laughs> so it starts off, uh, it is total um, just setting shots of, of Los Angeles, and the place is all decked out. We got Christmas carols running in the background. Open, like, the free domain jingle bells is going on. Yeah. And if, I don't, I hate to be that guy, but if you live in Los Angeles, you know this shot is a bullshit because nothing in LA is lit up like that for Christmas. Just nothing. That's not it's true. It's not, Jenny. It is not. There's no Christmas lights. Not like that. Not on every building down, going down the street. It is not like that. And I don't know what Christmas lot those guys, uh, Jake and and Joe were on. They were on. That's a, a big old lot. We open on a Christmas tree. It looks like a farm. A Christmas yeah, tree farm. That is where not Where they LA. were selecting a tree. It it was very large. I mean, we're accustomed to going to uh, Christmas tree lots in like half of a parking lot that yeah, like they a have closet. like mangy little little trees for sale that really can't hold a candle to what they're offered at Melrose Place. Yeah. So Jake wants a tree. Joe, of course, she's been sort of a wet blanket these last two episodes as far as being like a naysayer. But so she's like, why do you need a tree? Christmas sucks. And Jake is like, Jake is always an optimist. He's like, I need a tree. It's Christmas. Right. And he's like, my mother's a drunk. Well, he said, I've never had a tree growing up. My mom would only get drunk over the holidays, and then she'd come home having spent all of her money at the bar and would say that Santa doesn't visit poor people. (laughs) So I'm turning over a new leaf. I think due to the fact that he knows about his son, it's rejuvenated his outlook on life, and he's wanting to be a better person. Will you do an impression of Jake's mom saying... Santa doesn't deliver. You just did it. <laughs> do it. You do it better than me. Honey, Santa doesn't deliver presents to poor people. Now give me that Jack Daniels. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and so Jake, he settles on the biggest fucking tree in the lot. I mean, it's literally Rockefeller-centric worthy. And then he takes it home, and it is like... It is like cartoon 
uh, to the ceiling, very high ceilings for an apartment. That's what I'm saying. I was like, damn, they got those 14 foot ceilings over yeah. at Melrose Place. But it's like curled over like the Griswold family Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Thing. And Joe's there in the apartment and Jake shows off this present that he's gotten David, his son. And his plan is to send this present to David without saying who it's from. He's going to say it's from Santa Claus. Right. A remote control car. That has a little person that pops out of the ejector seat when it hits yeah. a wall. He has to like explain it to Joe like she's never ever it's seen a It's a pretty cool toy though. Car. I've never seen a toy that has a little ejector guy. It's a remote control car. Anyway, we go over to the hospital where Allison is getting ready for the surgery. And who's by her bedside? Uh, Billy looking like Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that leather vest on. He looks like fucking Cordell Walker. You know, I think if we counted the amount of vests that happened in this episode. So many vests. That's all that Joe wears. She yeah. only wears oversized vests. And cut sweaters. With the shoulder shoulder. Oh, yeah, yeah. The little cold shoulders. Mm -hmm. um, so, Allison is getting geared up for the surgery. She's contemplating what her life is going to be like. And there could be a possibility that she's not going to be able to have kids after this surgery. Yeah, she's very sad. And Billy's like, you're going to have all the kids that you ever no, want. No, he says. What he says oh, is. Oh, he's like, we're going to have kids. <laughs> he says, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it right and me and dad both looked at each other like what and she even was like uh we billy right. and he was like i mean uh you will you'll have as many kids as you want right i'm your best friend remember <laughs> uh so then oh, michael pops in no my question for that where's her family she doesn't have a good relationship with her family. None of them? Remember? Yeah, but they should be there for this. She gets all this. weird about her dad. Her dad had all those like girlfriends and she was jealous but of she's them. But she's got a mom and a sister, I think. Well, they ain't there. Michael Mancini comes in to check in on her. We learn that Jane is back in Chicago visiting her family over the holidays because Michael has to work over Christmas. Right. Michael's on rotation. Right. So, um... And, go ahead. No, you. Allison, again, is like, but what if, what if I don't wake up, Billy? What if I die? <laughs> so, and remember what she said to Billy? She was like, remember, Billy, if you die in your dream, you die in real life. <laughs> you never wake up. Allison has a, like, something bad happened to her in her she dreams. She has a little phobia of sleep. what can happen when you're unconscious. Yeah, she's got some demons. So that brings us over to the aerobic center where Rhonda's rocking her Santa hat and leading her class. Body pump! Woo! Terrence is in the back. He shows up and he is like all up in it. He's eye fucking the shit out of her. <laughs> he is really enjoying watching he Rhonda is work. Into it. Um, and then what? You take a lot of gym classes. Yeah. What, what class have you taken where like. You're in the middle, like the middle of an exercise, and the teacher is just like, 
Hey, you, you over there. Come on. It, you take know what? Over. I was thinking about this and I have seen this happen before. Really? Yeah. But it's like, oh, my shoe's untied. Hey, you, like up in the front, like, you know, because there's always people in your Zumba class or whatever class you do that are like, we're here every time and we're 15 minutes early and we know every step to every routine. And I'm always in the back, like flailing around like a crazy person um but they like they i always watch those people to be like am i doing the steps right um but yeah so I've, people do jump in and i've take seen over. it well i've seen it happen like once or twice it's not completely foreign but it is kind of weird because i feel like Rhonda does it in every one of her classes right and <laughs> like every class yeah, she's, she's always, always like being interrupted and she always has visitors like those classes are seriously like 30 to 50 minutes long like Rhonda, can you focus on the job <laughs> We've gotten some complaints, and you have too many visitors. So but yeah, Terrence rolls up. I'm gonna start calling him T Money too. Oh, because I had a, in my fraternity, my little brother's name was Terrence, and we call him oh, T Money. Yeah. But this Terrence, he has a lot of money. That would be an accurate uh, yeah. description. T Money rolls in, and he's like, "Baby, my plans are messed up." <laughs> And then she's like, oh, no, that's terrible. And he's like, but do you want to go to Aspen with me? Okay, yeah. Because I have two plane tickets already purchased. So apparently they were supposed to hang out over the holidays, and she was going to fly back to San Jose to spend Christmas with her family. And that night was their, like, time to hang out before she went away. But his client needs to meet with him immediately, and they're not going to be able to keep their little dinner date. So he does spring on her these two tickets to Aspen. She's like, what do I wear? I've never been skiing before. And he's like, I don't care. Think about it, but tell me tomorrow. Just think about it. I've already bought this ticket, which is probably non-refundable in the 90s, but think about it. And he definitely went through a travel agent. Yeah, he did. That's back then when they were like, I'm I'm considered a travel agent, but Terrence is a rare G. breed. <laughs> Terrence is a is a G. He's an organized crime. He's selling drugs out of that restaurant, hundred percent. So we're back at the hospital, and Allison is on the operating table. Yeah, and um, a doctor who is like super veiny and jacked, <laughs> and really creepy and skeevy though. Yeah, he's like, hey. Sing Jingle Bells. <laughs> like, she's going under, and he's like, I'm going to put you under anesthesia now. Do you know Jingle Bells? And she's like, yes. And he said, how about you start singing that for me? And she's I mean, like, do I have to? Yeah. He's like, I'm afraid you do. <laughs> what about the standard count backwards from 10? What if she was Jewish? Yeah. What if she didn't know the song? Yeah. What if she has a crazy aversion to singing? Yeah. Well, she does. She sings Jingle Bells, and... She's out. Yep. And then the next shot, everyone who lives at Melrose Place on Christmas Eve, is it? I think it's two days before Christmas. It's like, yeah, yeah, 23rd. They're all just in the waiting room forever waiting for Allison. Rhonda, Billy, Matt, Joe, Jake, they're all there. I don't think like, I mean, they're all close, but they wouldn't all be there. So they're waiting, and Billy's like, oh, I can't take it. I have to go check on her. I mean, they she's been out of surgery for 10 minutes now, and no one's given me an update. Right. So Matt's he- in full jeans, head to toe. <laughs> uh, Billy, like he does, overstepping his boundaries, bursts into the 
into the like nurse's station. Yeah, nurse station is like, hey, come on, I'm her brother. And the nurse is like, yeah, and five minutes ago, you were just a friend. I can't release any information about any of our patients unless you are a an immediate family member. And that's when Michael walks up, lets Billy know that she's fine and that he will take Billy into the room to visit Allison. Right. And that's where we meet a very special guest star of the episode. It is... Allison's favorite blue crushed robe. Dan loves this robe. So glad this robe made an appearance. AKA Old Faithful, <laughs> as you like to call it. It looked it looked cleaner, I will say. Yeah, that. it looked like it had a little trip to the dry cleaners. Yeah, thank God. Like if that's the one comfort item you're gonna bring, I'd bring Allison's doll collection over the, <laughs> over that robe. So Belly goes up to her, she's still out. He tucks the robe around her and she wakes up. Oh, Billy, I I think I'm going to be okay. Right. And then she's laughing and crying again. She does the laugh cry where at first it just looks like she's giggling to herself. And then you see tears streaming down her face. You can never decipher what the actual emotion is. Right. New doctor comes in and says, hey, uh, well, good news. We can release you tomorrow, but you can't do anything. He so says... You have to stay in one place and someone's got to take great care of you. Right. And none other than inadequate Billy says, I'll take care of her. Says, release her tomorrow. I got her, Doc. I'm going to take care of her the whole time. Yeah. Bullshit, Billy. No, you won't. And that's, Dan calls it right then. There's something bad is going to happen. Billy is not going to to make good on his promise to Allison. Right. So they bring her home. Billy's decorated the entire apartment. Puts this blanket very high on Allison's neck. Like almost <laughs> strangling her. <laughs> like tucked her in up right. to her. <laughs> and they even changed it between cuts. Like the, 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 the blanket came down because that was just an unnatural <laughs> placement of Billy. Um, so he's like, he's coddling her. He's like, I'm going to take care of you, blah, blah, blah. And then immediately he's like, uh, hey, take these lights, set them up, get to work, and I'll be right back. Yeah, so he's gotten all of his string lights from his parents who live in the valley, so really close by. And his parents are going out of town, and he's taking all of their Christmas decor, and he wants to jazz up Melrose Place for the holidays. So it is up to Allison to go through all of the lights and determine if there is a wonky bulb. And uh, she starts going through. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Billy leaves. Joe creeps in. She wants to check in, and Billy's like, let her sleep. He's <laughs> like overbearing. Well, I mean, he was kind of jokey about it's like, it, you but you're not the boss of her. Then you know, Joe and Allison always have their little candid girl talk together. Oh right, and, well, and then they they kick a washing machine a billion times. No appliance kicking this time around. But uh, Allison reveals that Billy is being so nice, almost too nice and it feels really weird yeah because he's creepy as shit so we then come to Rhonda's front door matt's knocking and she's like okay come in and when matt opens the door oh my god she is posed in full ski regalia in With her skis, skis clipped on in her skis clipped on in a pose ready to hit the slopes yeah she looks like a genie 
with her. <laughs> she has this like head thing on. She got her fanny no, pack it, clipped on. It looks like a little. Um, it looks like the little hat that Abu wears in Aladdin. Yeah, she looked like she looked like Punjab from Annie. <laughs> I know she did. She looked like a straight up genie with powers. <laughs> So, we learned that she has decided to go with Terrence to Aspen. And guess what? He bought her all of that gear that morning. He's like, who bought that? She's like, Terrence, I'm going to Aspen, (laughs) y'all. I never skied before in my life. And, like, honestly, Rhonda really hit the jackpot with Terrence. Yeah. She just loves accepting that money. And, I mean, if they are going to phase her out soon, at least the actress, Vanessa Williams, got to wear some really awesome costumes before she left. Yeah. She got to get that opera dress, and now she's wearing the whole ski outfit. Like, she got to have a little bit of fun towards the end. Right. And this is where also Matt... um, uh, basically sets up for later that, uh, oh, yeah, I'm not doing anything for Christmas because my, my dad's a dick, basically. <laughs> well, basically, he says that his parents didn't support him when he decided to go against the halfway house. And he says, like, just so we're reminded, I don't talk to my parents anymore after they didn't support me for being fired just because I'm gay. Right. <laughs> he had to, like, recap. So, boom, we're at the doctor's. Uh, a young child has been rolled in. He's been shot. They're rolling the gurney through. Uh, we spot amazing Marsha Cross playing Kimberly. Running out the door. I cheer for joy because I love fuck, I love Kimberly. And um, so they're, they're on a mission to save this child on Christmas Eve. Right. So they're going into emergency surgery and... Both of the kids' parents are there, and they catch Michael on the way into the operating room. And the mother looks at him and says, Please, please don't let God take my baby. Right. Please don't let him die. Right. Now we cut to Jake's apartment. He's decorating his tree, and it's like, almost done. He's like putting on tinsel, and his tree is only tinsel. And he's like, I'm going to trim it. It's like, hey, buddy, you do that before you put on the decoration. Yeah. Joe's helping him, and she's like, hey, how about you put on this creepy angel? <laughs> I know. She's like, I got your little gift. <laughs> she pulled out yeah. this, like, n- really not good angel. No, it looked like crumpled up, like, construction paper. <laughs> And she was like, if it doesn't go with the design you're looking for, that's okay. And he's like, no, it goes perfect. Why don't you put it on the top? And then, yeah, they awkwardly, the he, blocking here is like, yeah, what? He helps her up like this ladder and is like holding her butt almost <laughs> as she's going up. And she's like, oh, um, I, I guess I'll just put it right here. And she puts it like in, in the, the middle. middle of the tree. <laughs> because I think it's weird because he's like touching her butt. And she's like, oh. oh is and that then, what that was? I think so and then she turns around on the ladder and like she kind of slides down and he embraces her and is very weird blocking and like just starts like kissing her and she's like no don't don't do that holidays make people do what they don't ordinarily want to do and he goes in for another kiss but there's a knock at the door and then jake says you're you're saved by the bell which was really cute (laughs) yeah and then it's lo and behold, it's Billy, and he's like, "Oh, hey guys, can I talk to you? Uh, I bought Allison this really expensive necklace." And then Jane, uh, Joe is like, 
bad idea. What's up with you? You're weird. Yeah. And you know what? You gotta love Joe because she really keeps it real and says what's on her mind and then points out the obvious. Yeah. Like She's like, oh, hey, Bill. What do yeah, you got? Yeah, exactly. Hey, Bill. And she's like, what's going on with you and Allison? Is there something that we don't know about? And he's like, no. I mean... Ever since she got sick, I just want to take care of her. So, I mean, I just thought I would get her something nice. And and, and Jake's she, like, look, sort out your feelings for Allison, okay? And get out of here. And this sets up, like, Billy and Joe beef. Because he's like, I'm not asking you. Or he's like, oh, yeah, you would say that. Oh, he did say and that, And then yeah. she's like, what? Fuck off, dude. He's <laughs> like, I'm talking to Jake. What do you think? Because Jake, Jake is like Billy's big brother. He kind of is. Yeah. And then Jake is all but throwing Billy out of his place. Oh, he's like, oh, yeah, sort it out. I don't know. Think about You better double like double think about this because it is kind of, if you give a girl a, a, a present like that, she's going to start thinking that you're catching feelings for her. Right. Now, now we cut to Billy and Allison's apartment, and now I know where Stranger Things got the idea for crying while messing around with Christmas lights. It was Allison. It was Allison. All along, she spawned Stranger Things. She's sitting there with the Christmas lights in hand, laughing. And crying. But then you see the tears. Because you're always like, oh, is she like thinking of a good memory or something? No, then, then you see the tears. Yeah, all I could think about was Stranger Things. But you always have to ask yourself, is Allison laughing? Or is she crying? <laughs> you got to. Because it could be either. So Billy's like, oh, Allison, are you okay? And she's like, it's that post-op depression that the doctors warned me about. <laughs> I I haven't had a lot of operations in my life, but I, I don't know if that's a real thing. And she's like, I just can't stop crying, Billy. You don't have to keep trying to cheer me up. If there's one thing we have to agree on, it's gifts. We can't give each other gifts. I don't have any money. You've done too much for me now. Let's make a pact. We're not exchanging gifts. And then this is on the heels of Billy's conversation about how he got her an awesome gift. So he's just like, deal. You're on, Allison. You're on. So... We're back (sighs) at the hospital and the doctors are walking out of the OR. It's... Michael Mancini, Kimberly, and I guess they're like superior. Like they're oh. the interns, and they're like he's like the main surgeon. I've got him, uh, Doctor Stanley Levin, played by Carmen Argenziano. He's, he's he's been in this before, though. Yeah, he's the dickhead uh, superior. Yeah, so they're walking out, and Michael's like. God, can you believe it? A kid shot and killed for no reason on Christmas Eve? How are you going to tell his parents? And (laughs) and then the the superior doctor says... He's like, how are you going to tell his parents, motherfucker? I'm not going to tell him. You're going to tell him. And then Kimberly's like, I'll go with him. And then... The doctor's like, nope. No, you won't. (laughs) This is something that a doctor has to learn to do on his own. So Michael just sort of preps himself, and he's like, all right, I'm going out there. And I think he did a good job. He's just like, I think, I'm, I, you know, I'm not a doctor. I've never had to bring anybody this kind of bad news. Oh, but God. I think it's like a, it, I think the best way is like a Band-Aid. You can't just, you, you can't beat around the bush. You have to be like, hi, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, uh, things didn't be... work out. We lost. We lost. Yeah, and basically he says, "I have some news about your son. It's not very good news. His injuries were extremely traumatic, and we did our best, but we could not save him. I'm sorry." Yeah. And the parents are just crying besides themselves. Yeah. So Michael, um, it goes back to uh, to I guess like the to what, the doctor, what, like a break room yeah. or something, and he's like. Is this where he's, like, bouncing a quarter off, like, a bed? No, at first he goes back and um, his superior's like, so, Michael, how'd it go? And he was like, well, I guess it went as well as it could go. I mean, it's pretty awful. And he's like, well, get used to it. We're, while everyone else is oh, enjoying yeah. their Christmas, Christmas hole is the day that the most murder, suicides, and accidents happen. We're going to have our hands full tomorrow. Right. So it's Christmas Day, and Billy is putting up Christmas lights all over Melrose Place when Joe comes up to get her out to get her paper on a front step and notices Billy and is like, "Oh, great, putting up lights! I didn't ever see the point of lights. Why would you put them up one time a year? It just seems kind of pointless and stupid." So again, we're establishing that Joe's a little Grinch. Yeah, she's a little bah humbug, and I mean. If I lived there, I would shit on everything Billy does, too. You know? It's you like, and Joe are kindred spirits. We, we're meant for each other. Oh, well, too bad she's a character from a 1992. Are you jealous of me and Joe? <laughs> I'm not jealous. <laughs> I'm just saying, you love Joe so much, why don't you go marry her? I mean, alright, we'll see. So, Billy is checking in on Allison. It's Christmas Day. And Billy tells her that he's not going to be around for the day because he does have to work and there's going to be a lot of airport traffic. Oh, yeah. He, and he... It is Christmas Day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he like, brought her some videos. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, he's like, I got you some Christmas tapes. Don't worry, you can pay me back after the holidays. Right. Cause they're uh, they're going Dutch from now yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, after and you know what? They keep like trying to treat that conversation that like we're not giving gifts like it was like this big fallout. Yeah, I did it not was... get. It was like okay, they decided not to do gifts because Allison just got out of surgery. Yeah, she's just like no gifts, all right. And he's just like deal. I, it it didn't play. I it didn't with, play either what they because were going for. like of uh, uh, other times in the episode they reference it like it was like this huge deal that happened. It's like what uh, what? Yeah, the that idea was not did not come over. Anyway, we're back at the hospital and Michael is just kind of like reveling in this horrible news that he had to deliver and yeah. just living with the fact that. People die, and as a doctor, you'd think that Michael already knew this already. Yeah, but and don't you love how, like, Kimberly is always so bubbly and happy? She's just like a little mouse, like, playing with a lion. She's like, hey, uh, you want to go hang out in the break room? I think they have some eggnog. <laughs> and Michael's like, oh, back off, Kimberly. Yeah, he's always... People die. He's always so mean to her. Yeah, I wrote, all Michael does is shit on Kimberly. Like, that's it. And she's always like, oh, Michael, you're so great. Oh, Michael, why don't you hang out with me? Oh, Michael, why and he's don't... like, God damn it, Kimberly. I never knew that anything bad could happen on Christmas. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. And he's like, I just thought it was the safety and the security of the holiday. But now, losing this kid, it's just shattered my whole perception. Yeah. So he's, he's like questioning everything after he's lost the kid. And um, so 
now we go back to Allison and Billy's. Allison is still sort of hobbled by the surgery. She's making Matt cook everything for this from dinner. From scratch. He's not allowed to use anything from a can or anything frozen. He has to make everything from scratch just like her mom made. Right. Which then begs the question, where's your mom? Yeah, where's your mom? Where, why was Why are you making poor Matt make all of the food from scratch while you just sit there and watch? Probably because Matt's used to cooking for, for the kids. For the kids. At the halfway house. That's true. If anyone's getting frazzled, it's Matt. Yeah. Everyone everyone uses Matt to like He's the do work their horse. bidding. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe knocks on Jake's door and he, Joe has gotten Jake a present. Yes. And well, you know what? What was it? We never find out what it was. Yeah, what the hell? And then he says, I have a present for you too. What was that? This dick. <laughs> So Joe says, no, I want to spend Christmas alone. He's like, no, come on. I got some eggnog. I got Elvis sings the Christmas tunes. And she's like, look, Jake, I didn't leave a controlling husband 3,000 miles away just to fall into the arms of another one. Okay, I got to go be by myself. And he sweet talks her and sweet talks her. And she's like, okay, I always did love Elvis. Right. And she goes in. Um... Now, I th- a baby, the baby, the hospital baby. Right. So we're back in the hospital. Right. And um, a woman come, is being wheeled in on a gurney and she is in labor. And her OB is on vacation in Hawaii. And they're like, who's going to deliver this baby? And Michael's like, not to worry. I've got it under control. I've delivered babies many times before. We've got you. And Kimberly's just like his little faithful sidekick next door and is like, oh, Michael, how many deliveries have you done? And he's he like, none. <laughs> Let's I've, wing it, all right? I've seen some. We're going to get through this. You and me. Let's go, sister. I'm like, does that how it works? Yeah. I hope our doctor didn't just wing it. Hey, babies have been... Have been Born for eons and eons, okay? Usually yeah. unassisted, so uh, I think they're in okay hands. And now we're back to Jake's. So they're listening to some music, and Joe is going on and on about why they don't have carols for other holidays. But well, they do. Yeah, Dan's like, they do have carols for 4th of July. <laughs> yeah, it's just not called carols. It's called Stars and Stripes and... They're called songs. Yeah, the Star Spangled Banner. If that's not a carol, I don't know what is. Right. So she's, uh, saying, she's saying like Christmas sucks because her her ex's family was all nuts. But like that's what the holidays are, you know. You get all these people together that are your family and have all these big personalities. Of course, there's gonna be some arguments and weird weird shit going on. Family knows how to like agitate. They do. You know, they really do. So, so, get used to it, Joe. Now, this leads to some dancing. They start dancing to the Christmas music, and Joe's like, gosh, look at us. We're dancing to Christmas music. Yeah, and Jake's like, I don't see any. Is there a law against it? Let's do it. And she's like, the, so then, after they like have that little exchange, they just start making out. Mm-hmm. Hardcore, hand in the hair, Holding each other's heads, just Great going out. They really do have good chemistry. Good kisses too. And so they fall onto the couch, and things are getting a little bit more heated. Jake starts unbuttoning 
Joe's blouse. And she's like, Jake, stop, stop. I told you before that people do things out of loneliness and fear around the holidays. And I don't want to, to do this with you if this is not what you really want. And Jake says the most playa line ever. He's like, I just want to be around you. So, like, he does. Whatever. He said, he's like, all I want is to be around you. So if that means, like, doing this or doing something else, I don't care. I just want to be with you. And she's basically like, let's just make out. Yeah, then she's like, we can, we can keep doing this, but only this. Only kissing. And he's like, huh, okay. This makes me feel like my old Mustang days when we'd be in the back seat. And she was like, hey, buddy, play your cards right and you might get lucky by New Year's. Or maybe even Valentine's Day. Yeah. And then he comes back with another really smooth line. I feel really lucky right now. Ooh. Oh! And I looked at Dan, I'm like... I like this. <laughs> I'm eating right out of their hands. Yeah, like, there's there's a reason Sandy left, and there's a reason Joe came. It's 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 for this. Like they they have great uh, on screen chemistry. They do, and it makes you feel all like happy and warm. Like oh, they they like each other. Mm-hmm. So now um, Matt is cooking with Allison. He's got to step out and grab something, and he sees his dad in the courtyard, and he's like. Dad? His dad oh. turns around and is like, oh, hey, son. Oh, hi, Matt. Uh, I thought you weren't here. Can we talk? So they talk, and uh, it's, a, it's a good good father-son moment where Matt's dad basically apologizes for for not having Matt's back and not and and just tells him that he's proud of him and he loves him and uh, he's sorry for not being there. And, and Matt's like, well, I accept your apology, and they hug it out. And well, first they do what it's all good. that they always do in TV and movies with father son. It's always they go in for the handshake, the real like manly, like oh yeah. At the end, they're like we're making up, so they handshake, and then it's like they have a beat and look at each other, and they say they like they go in for the hug. hug. This one. <laughs> yeah. I never like shook hands with my dad. I know it's always, it's always like, that hug. like, but you always see that on TV where it's like. Yeah, we gotta be men and shake hands. And then yeah. it's like, wait, we're crossing the boundary. We're hugging now. Right. So now we're back to the hospital. Michael uh, delivers this baby successfully. He is full of joy. Happiest I've probably ever seen him on Melrose Place. I gotta say so, too, yeah. And, I mean, it's a very stark contrast to the beginning of the yeah. episode where he loses a child. Kimberly's and- pumped. He's, like, full circle. Um circle of life and he's like hey kimberly why don't you come to dinner at my place and she's like oh um uh, i don't think i could oh and he's like look it's an orphan's dinner we both don't have family here we gotta celebrate come on Uh, well um okay i guess i'll just change me in the parking lot yep and that's this is the beginning of a rocky road. <laughs> a very rocky road. Yep. <laughs> so, um, Billy comes home, and uh, he comes up to Allison and is like, uh, Hey, Allison, uh, can I talk to you for a minute? And they're like, yeah, let's go into a room by ourselves where we can have some privacy. Right. And basically... Allison apologizes for being a bitch. Right, I uh, didn't. What? I was like, she was like, I know I've been a bitch lately. And I'm like, 
What? You were never a bitch. She was never. And be, you and were I, sedated. I think they're alluding to the fact that she wanted to do the pact with the no gift giving thing. Yeah. But that did not come off as like bitchy or mean or anything. I think. Yeah. No, it's fine. She's been so thankful and grateful to Billy for everything that he's done. And she said it multiple times throughout the episode. So, and then he's like, well, not any more than what you've been all the time, like making a joke about it. But I'm like, I don't get it. Right. And she's basically like, needing you scared me. And then Billy. And then says, she says, and now you're my best friend. Yes, this is weird. I just don't and like then, like you look look at Jake and and Joe, and then compare it to Billy and Allison. Yeah, it's like Jake and Joe is like so organic and like so and real. Yeah, and then and then Billy's like, well, Allison, to tell you the truth, my feelings for you scared me too, and we don't really like get a lot of. I guess closure or like I don't really understand what the what the talk was about. They both admitted that that they had feelings that they were felt weird about and were afraid of. And then Billy's like, Well, here's a present for you and gives her the necklace. Right. And it's this moment, this like makeup session that I'm like, guys, everyone listening to this podcast, it's just never gonna happen with me and Billy. I'm I'm never gonna come to a point. Dan, where I you like may him. eat your words in like season four. I can't. I'm I'm, I'm remember. I'm like remember I, it. Put this on the record. Episode eighteen. Dan says he will never like Billy, and I I I I, I openly accept the challenge of of Billy wooing me. To, I know you are a very stubborn person, and you hardly ever admit defeat. Just don't like him. Sorry. But just keep try to keep an open mind. Nothing against Andrew Shue, personally. The character Billy just is not he's not for me. Okay. So um they have a little sweet moment and Allison kisses Billy on the sh- on the cheek. Right. So then they're back to the party, more people are arriving. Michael and Kimberly arrive. And can I ask you too, when Michael was like, Why don't you come back to my house for an orphan's dinner? I was envisioning just Michael and Kimberly yeah. at his house. That's how he pitched it. And it's like, oh, and it was like, ooh, scandalous. But now yeah. it's like, oh, never mind. We're going to my friend's house where there's like five or six other people. Like, that's not as Still weird, risque. though. Still weird, though. But everybody. Hey, everyone. This is my friend from work. Yeah. My he, wife's not around. Well, everyone accepts it. And Christmas Day. They, and does, does Kimberly have any Friends or family in LA? They, no, they've established not that she's an orphan. Mm. Um, but he, and the weirder thing is yep. how he introduces her. Kimberly and I made a baby together. Oh, uh, I, I mean delivered a baby. <laughs> um, that writing was a little lazy. Mm-hmm. Like who would, okay, well, that got a, a couple of side-eyed glances and then... Right. Um, you know, they're all cool. So they're about to eat, and then Billy has to fuck it all up, and he's like, everybody, come outside. I got something special to show you. And he lights up the entire complex. And it looks great. He did a great job. Everyone's like, oh, this is wonderful. And they're all ooing and eyeing at the lights, and then Joe makes a toast. 
Right. And she says, I always thought real friends were made in high school or college, not in an apartment building, but I found some friends here that will last a lifetime, and I found the Christmas spirit to my new friends and my new life. And everyone cheers, and it's a great feeling, and Matt's like, can we please eat? Let's all go inside. So everyone ushers back into Billy and Allison's apartment to have their little Christmas dinner, but Allison and Billy stay behind. And they watch the lights. They look at each other. Merry Christmas, Allison. Merry Christmas, Billy. Another kiss on the cheek. And then they turn around and follow their friends in for their Christmas feast. Barf. <laughs> um, so, end of the episode. It really left me feeling all warm and fuzzy inside. Ding, 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 I'm serious. Like, yeah, ding, 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 I I seriously was like, can we get out our decorations? Like, I I had an emotional connection to this episode. And what's funny is um, Jenny bought like uh, this flower kind of wreath thing and for spring. For spring, that's all set up. So you were, she was in the the Christmas decorations before we even. Put on, decided to do this before we even decided to record this episode tonight. I was looking for the little hangy thing that you hang wreaths off of. And since this is like a little spring one, I couldn't find it, by the way, of course. Like, I thought I really packed up the Christmas stuff really good last year. And I can't find a freaking thing. Right. As usual. So, to recap, Rhonda goes skiing. Jane is in Chicago. Uh, Jake and Joe break some ground. Allison has her surgery, and she and Billy are getting closer. Matt makes up with his dad. Michael and Kimberly deliver a baby together. Yep. And Joe finds her Christmas spirit. That's right. That is right. So, what kind of 90s moments did you find in this episode? I have a ton, so if you have one or two, you should do yours. Well, I think the I have a few, but the things that really... Let's go really... back and forth. Okay. Want to go back and forth? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Matt in full jean gear at the hospital. Jean jacket and jeans. Very 90s. Joe bringing Allison lots of magazines to read while she's recouping from her surgery. Nice. I've got uh, the in the hospital when Billy is being an aggravating bastard <laughs> to the doctor at the waiting station... There's a big old freaking World War II typewriter on the, uh, on the bed, on the, on the desk. The entire look that Rhonda was rocking when she was going to her ski trip. Those <laughs> Star Trek Geordi sunglass visor things. They were like they were seriously like Jordy, like one little strip. Yeah. And I know we mentioned it before, but the fanny pack really just sets it off. Yep. Um, Matt's look when he's talking to Rhonda. He has a V-neck sweater and what appears to be a dicky. Oh. The <laughs> dicky like getting turtle. classy. Oh, I know the what a dicky is. Yeah. Very nice. And of course, um, the Christmas tapes that Billy rented for Allison. Yep. Um. Billy's uh, John F. Kennedy poster in his room. I saw that, but I wouldn't characterize that as 90s. I mean, that's very, like, JFK was elected in the 60s. Yeah, but maybe it was like, well. A resurgence. 
a renaissance of the Kennedy family. Yeah, sort of like how people have like Che posters now. Yep, that, that could type be. Of shit. That could be. Um, do you have any more? I, I'm tapping out. I got one more. Lay it on me. T Money's physical itinerary tickets in like a pamphlet. Oh, that's a good one. You know, he's he's got the tickets like before check in, before the flight, in the nice little booklet. No one's doing that anymore. Ready to go. Yeah. You just scan on your phone these days. Yeah, I show up with nothing. I, I'm doing phone scans now. Yeah. When I get on there. So, Dan, what's the lesson that you take away from this episode? Um, My lesson is when shit goes wrong, you got to roll with it and move on. Can't let stuff, can't let stuff, like, Can't let an eight-year-old dying mess up your day. You sure can't. You just gotta go drink your eggnog with Kimberly and just forget it ever happened. Yeah, you gotta roll with it. Like, Joe, she, you can't let past Christmases screw up your Christmas now. Uh, Jake, you can't let not being allowed to see your son make you not send him a gift. And, uh, Allison... Can't let this old surgery get in the way of the old Christmas spirit. That's right. Yeah. I think uh, the only thing that I take away from this is that the holidays make me feel good. It's May, but I'm all, I want to do Christmas now. I loved watching this. It really gave me that um, fun holiday spirit kind of feeling. And I just want silver bells. Silver bells. Ding, dong, ding. Okay. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> I could go on, it, guys. It's May 3rd. Uh, now, this episode is called A Melrose Place Christmas. What have you renamed it? Christmas Miracles. Kind of low-hanging fruit. I know, guys. I just was kind of like... I was enjoying myself this time around. I wasn't analytically thinking throughout the whole thing. I was really taking where they... I was going where they were taking me, you know? Um, But I think that this can work on a couple of different levels. Of course, Michael delivers the baby. And Joe turns her Christmas spirit around. And it's a miracle that Allison actually is, like, reciprocating Billy's feelings. So... Miracles are happening all over Melrose Place. and It's a miracle Billy has friends. And like Rhonda has like a very interesting, like a rich suitor that like wants to whisk her away to all of these awesome places. Like that's a miracle in itself as well. It's a miracle Matt hasn't been beat up for wearing a mullet. (laughs) 92, that was pretty on point though. Yeah. Uh, my new title for this episode is a mashup of the the parties that went down. So my title is Orphan Elvis and Eggnog Christmas. Hmm, I like it. It encompasses the whole shebang. That's it. Good stuff. So what are your predictions for upcoming episodes? I predict that Michael has sex with Kimberly. Oh, uh, I think so, too. I mean, uh, I'm hoping that Jane is going to stay away through the new year. And we may have another episode. Uh, and he is going to capitalize on the fact that his wife is away and really uh, get to know Kimberly a little bit better. Yep. I'm thinking Terrence might ask Rhonda to marry him in Aspen. 
And that could be the catalyst that gets her out of the whole Melrose Place life. She might go and become like the queen of Beverly Hills. Who knows? It's going to happen. And I think, um, of course, Allison and Billy are going to get together and Jake and Joe are going to get together. Two things that I think we keep on saying, but we're going to see this come to fruition very soon. Yep. I think all of those may or may not happen. Well, we've been wrong before. We got another iTunes review. Like we say, if you review us on iTunes, we will read whatever it is. Just like Ron Burgundy on that teleprompter. Bad or good, we're reading it on the show. So, Jenny? So, we got one from You Don't Know-ish. Two of our awesome girlfriends who um, tell you to please listen. Yes, they say... I haven't watched Melrose Place in years, but I thought I would give this podcast a try. OMG. The second that intro music played, I was taken back. I never thought I'd actually remember all the episodes, but with the help of Dan and Jenny, it all came back and it was fantastic. This isn't just a recap. It's so much more. Dan and Jenny are hilarious. Please add this to your podcast rotation. Do it. Well, thank you so much for the glowing review. And uh, if you haven't listened to You Don't Know Ish, you you need to. They are another podcast out there that just covers really random topics that you may not know about. That you don't know. It's stuff that you like really fun, random things. And they are hilarious as well. So thanks for the love, ladies. Thank you. And as always... Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Melrose Pod. We are on Patreon, Melrose Pod. And we want to thank everybody for listening. You can email us questions, comments, stuff we missed. MelrosePod at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. See ya. That was a good one. Thank God.